Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for September 11th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide, and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. What are the great peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips? As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We had quite a bit of 9-11 coverage yesterday to try to get ahead of the propaganda going on everywhere around the country right now. But a quick recap will suffice we had our guest on chris carlson discussion of all things liberty we talked about quote commemorating 20 years since september the 11th 2001 norad jets not scrambled you gotta ask the serious question why world trade center buildings were taken down by thermite explosives dr jones gave up his career to document that fact Proof thermite was in the buildings. Again, you got to ask the question, why? Where did it come from and what role did it play? Yeah, the building's falling at near free fall speed. Inconsistent with the pancaking theory. No question about that concern as well. Eyewitnesses hearing multiple explosions. What's up with that? Columbian University. I guess they had an uh, Earth Observatory in Palisades, New York, reported... Well, different seismic waves. One at 9.59 a.m., one at 10.28 a.m. How? What about that, ladies and gentlemen? Two planes take down three buildings. What's up with that? Dick Cheney, Condoleezza Rice were managing the situation in the White House basement bunker while the president's reading books to children. What's going on with that? After 9-11, why do we not secure our southern border? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about mass psychosis in the nation. Instead of facing reality, the delusional people or population would rather live in their world of make-believe. they got to make sure everybody else supports their imaginary world. And if you don't support that, they get mad. Say somehow you're the enemy. But ladies and gentlemen, we've seen over and over and over government's false flag operations from the... Uh, the Tigi situation with the syphilis for black people uh, to World War II, knowing ahead of time uh, that we were going to get hit at Pearl Harbor. I mean, there's false flag examples all over the place, literally sterilizing young women and men back in the early days of America all over the country, the disabled, etc. I mean, you've got all kinds of skeletons in that closet when it comes to government false flag operations and you see it now at 9-11 who did what where exactly we don't know and we'll probably never know but Rand paul or i'm sorry ron paul literally said saudi arabia had a serious investment and involvement there and we've never really dug and got to the bottom of that in fact the victim families have been begging for that transparency and reality check for 20 years and can't get it 
Supposedly, Joe Biden's going to release documents that will create transparency on this and classified information. Why should the families, the victims, be suffering for 20 years without being able to get, quote, classified information? Why do we have information classified on 9-11 in the first place? Is there something to hide? Why did the chief correspondent for CNN, why did he basically say right on the spot, hey, I don't see anything large enough to pick up in my hand here. There's just a little bit of rubble scattered around, but no plane, nothing big. This is Jamie McIntyre, chief correspondent for CNN at the Pentagon. He was on site. That's what he said. Then later on, Kira Phillips on CNN, years later, three or four years later, he basically came back and said, I I saw the plane. I saw the fuselage. I saw everything. What about that contradictory testimony? What about the timeline contradictory testimony of Dick Cheney's timeline versus event timelines? What about training exercises on the same day? I don't know what happened on 9-11, ladies and gentlemen, but every time they want to, quote, have a 9-11 commemoration, I think it's up to us, my fellow Americans, to stand up boldly, nobly, and independently and say, hey, I don't know what happened on 9-11, and I don't want to go down every conspiracy rat hole on the planet. But I will say it is not as the government told us. That's for sure. Too many inconsistencies, too many documented realities from medical, from engineering, from physics, from I could go on and on and on. 9-11 professionals telling you it isn't that way. It doesn't work that way. It didn't happen like that. Something's amiss. Something's wrong. People have given up their careers over this. But at the end of the day, just like JFK, we've got a lot of good information. We've got a lot of facts. We can prove a lot of things that the government claims is false. But it's very hard to get to the truth. With that, welcome to the broadcast, Sheriff Mack. Richard Mack with me, CSPOA.org. Do you want to make a quick comment on 9-11, sir? Did I uh, know what was going on? No, do you want to make a comment regarding 9-11 20 years later? Oh, yes, yes, I'm sorry. Um, uh, it, it just uh, seems to be uh, more propaganda instead of... Uh, a lamentable, horrible time in American history, and it's used for politics. It's used for propaganda schemes, and uh, I, I am so much in agreement with you that uh, I want to know the truth and make the best of it. Just as Patrick Henry said, uh, "You don't need to try to protect me uh, from the truth." And uh, I've I've been there to New York. I've I've seen the. Ground Zero, uh, it, right right after it happened, uh, six months after it happened, uh, Jimmy and I got to uh, go there, uh, and I was supposed to be there at the very day that it happened. And uh, it is it is an extremely uh, sad time, and it's very sobering, and it's touching, and uh, the, the families uh, do deserve better. But there's still people dying, first responders and a few others, uh, and they were promised by the government uh, to be taken care of, and they weren't, and they're not, even to this day. There was a program on television yesterday, uh, two people who have family members uh, uh, who were promised this, and, and, and so more of it. More of it, Sam, just boils down to one little thing, and that is, can we trust the people in Washington, D.C., who are in charge of these investigations and uh, who are in charge of putting out information about this? 
And I'm sorry, Sam, uh, I don't trust a one of them. And uh, I, it, it gets worse as you go up to the top. And uh, Biden's uh, not in charge of this country. Uh, he doesn't have the authority or right to do any of this. And he gets a big nod from CNN and uh, uh, and the correspondents there and the anchors there uh, are even saying that Biden hasn't gone far enough. You know, it's but leaving Biden out of this this September 11th, 20th year of September 11th, um, it it just has been uh, one cover up after another, and and I can show you the the consistency here of the cover-up it is this waco uh back in 1993 um and i believe that's when it happened uh, they hurriedly went in uh and tore down everything that was remaining bulldozed everything and got rid of all of it before they even investigated it no they evidence got rid of now, ladies and gentlemen. You must believe us because, hey, there you go, right? Right. It, well, exactly. Uh, and and then they did the same with the Murrah building in Oklahoma. They hurriedly just got rid of it. And they did the same thing at 9-11 and the Twin Towers. Hurriedly as much as you can. Uh, and it was a painstaking, uh, very slow process. But in, in uh, the six weeks, two months, Whatever, but the investigators on at all three of those places, Sam, said the same thing. We are trying to bring closure to the country. The country needs closure. And I'm sorry, but they said the same thing at uh, the assassination of JFK. We're trying to bring closure to this as best we can. They hurriedly and gave the country exactly what we wanted. Closure. Lee Harvey Oswald did this. He did it alone. Uh, he's been killed now, and his murderer is in is in jail, and and we've got it all wrapped up. It's all done. And and this this whole thing about government being the caretaker or the mortician that's trying to console uh, the the victims' families and so on is absolutely absurd and ridiculous. That is not their role, and and of course we know that none of them in Washington D.C. know or understand the proper role of government or their assignment in government. They don't know, and they don't care. And the, the biggest the biggest thing that I take from all of this is that our politicians and our so-called leaders do not care about anything except power maintaining power and getting more power there you have it ladies and gentlemen i don't believe we have the truth on 9-11 i don't know exactly what happened because they covered up they have classified doctor information and they certainly muddy the waters but you know what i don't trust them and evidence from all kinds of sources i highlighted a lot of it in the opening monologue here about you know there's so many inconsistencies it's shocking but again, what do you expect from a government that's out of touch, that's power-hungry, and that simply betrays us at every turn? I submit to you the government now, rogue agents in the government, have become an enemy of the people. Sad but true. Let's talk about Joe and his belligerence in seconds. The founding.
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back with you live. Sheriff Richard Mack with me, CSPOA.org. That's the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Um, 9-11 Truth. We don't trust government. Do you? Wow. All right, got to ask a couple of questions here now on vaccinations. Is Joe persecuting the unvaccinated? Has Biden finally overplayed his hand with vaccine mandates? you got to answer those two questions in your mind, ladies and gentlemen. The CDC has already acknowledged that the, vac- that the vaccines do not prevent the spread of the Delta variant, which they say comprises about 100% of current cases in the United States. So if the vaccines don't prevent the spread, how are the unvaccinated the problem? Believe it or not, I'm convinced that experimental vaccines are, well, they're bioweapons, folks. Yeah, I believe the COVID vaccines are experimental bioweapons at this point. But nevertheless, Joe Biden literally doubling down. Okay, he made this mandate where over 100 million Americans in the private sector are going to have to get vaccinated if they go along with his dictatorial edict. Biden says unvaccinated have to get shots to protect those already vaccinated. That doesn't make any sense to me, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into it. But first, Joe Biden, here's a clip from Joe. It's his job. My job as president is to protect all Americans. So tonight, I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers 
with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week. Some of the biggest companies are already requiring this. United Airlines, Disney, Tyson's Food, and even Fox News. The bottom line, we're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated co-workers. Hold on a minute. What did the president just say for a second? Did the president just claim that COVID-19 vaccines don't work? He did say we're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated co-workers during his nationwide address. So I got a question. How do you protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated? If the vaccinations work, they have no fear from the unvaccinated. Do they? What's going on, Sheriff? <laughs> Sam, uh, the double talk from Washington just keeps doubling down. <laughs> that it, It's hilarious what he gets away with on stuff like that. Um, but the national media supports you, as I said on your show for the last 20 years, what, 15, whatever it is, especially during the Obama administration. If the national media support you, and defend you, you can get away with anything, including murder. And and, and uh, this this whole thing stinks from the uh, get go because uh, the way they the way they presented this piecemeal thing, even though it was very rapid, it was a piecemeal thing. Uh, you don't need to wear masks. Oh yeah, you do need to wear masks. Uh, oh, this only going to be two weeks. Oh, no, uh, it's going to be two more weeks. No, it's going to be two more months. Um, we're and now we're going to be this. two years and longer. And, hey, you don't got to wear masks if you're vaccinated. Well, I guess you do. Yeah, for, for sure. And and The, the vaccines are safe has, and effective. Now they're not even debating safe and effective. They're just simply saying, no. hey, the government's approved them, and they'll, if, you, if you get sick, then it'll be not as bad. They're claiming that now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just like the flu vaccine. You know, I stopped taking the flu vaccine a long time ago, not because I was worried about what was in it, because the government and and CDC and whoever else was promoting it said it's not as effective as we said at the beginning. And it's maybe 50 50, but you're 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 a little bit better off if you take it. Uh, And this one's not even that. It's, yeah, but that's even debatable because uh, you could say you have less struggle if you have the vaccine, maybe from going to the hospital. But later well, down the line, after you get through COVID, um, do you have stronger immunity and more likely that the immunity lasts and is better protection if you're naturally immune versus if you have vaccination immunity? That's something that Joe isn't talking about. And even Fauci's waffling on now. Yeah. And and I believe that people like you and me who have had COVID uh, do have a natural immunity. Uh, I mean, I've been traveling around the country ever since December when I had it. Uh, I have not had any recurrences at all. And uh, uh, I, I don't wear a mask very often. Um, 90% of the time, I don't wear one. And even uh, even the other 10%, uh, very rarely do I have it over my nose. And boy, oh boy, the airlines are telling you it's the law that you wear it over both your mouth and nose. That's the law that they quote every five minutes on the loudspeaker. And, and so the whole thing, the whole country has been 
according to this one judge, uh, the Supreme Court in Michigan said uh, we should not be doing any of this and making any rulings or the rule or adhering to uh, the rule of law uh, through hysteria and hype. And, and that's exactly what has happened. I mean, he called it exactly correct. This is hysteria, hype, which hype is propaganda and brainwashing. And everybody in the news knows that if you tell a lie long enough, people will start believing him. Maybe not everybody, like Abraham Lincoln said. You can't fool all the people all the time. But you can fool a good part of them, and they know it. And they'll just keep with the talking points and the brainwashing points until a good majority believes them and falls in line. And I believe that's what it, exactly what has happened. Most of the people in this country are getting vaccinated. The percentage, I'm not sure, but I still think it's most of them. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden ratcheted up the war. Not only did he uh, create law, which he has no authority whatsoever to do, but I submit to you that Joe Biden is persecuting the unvaccinated at this point. All right? Of course Why do you got to get shots to protect those who have already got the vaccine? Is the vaccine safe and effective? If it is, you shouldn't have a worry. But here's Joe Biden saying our patience is wearing thin. He pits those who are vaccinated against those who are unvaccinated. Listen to whacked out Joe. My message to unvaccinated Americans is this. What more is there to wait for? What more do you need to see? We've made vaccinations free, safe and convenient. The vaccine is FDA approval. Over 200 million Americans have gotten at least one shot. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. So please do the right thing. But just don't take it from me. Listen to the voices of unvaccinated Americans who are lying in hospital beds, taking their final breath, saying, if only I'd gotten vaccinated. If only. It's a tragedy. Please don't let it become yours. Ladies and gentlemen, I did lay in a hospital bed, and I did lay in my own bed on oxygen, and I could not breathe. And I did not say to myself, hey, can I take the unproven experimental bioweapon? That would help me. No, I didn't think that at all. In, in fact, I thought, damn these dishonest people. Why can't I get ivermectin and docicycline and other natural health and healing cures that I know will do me good? And eventually I found the right people. I got those things. And within hours, I was off oxygen and doing great. And I don't have the vaccine. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I have natural immunity. And so believe it or not, while Joe Biden is lying to you and deceiving to you, believe it or not, Fossey got stumped when he was asked why COVID-infected Americans need vaccines. Why do they need a vaccine? Anthony Fauci said Thursday night, believe it or not, on CNN of all places, that he didn't have a firm answer as to why those who have been previously infected with COVID have natural immunity. Why must they take the vaccine? He didn't even have a good answer. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It's a serious problem. But Joe is literally now persecuting those who are not vaccinated. He's saying, hey, 
They're free. They're safe. They're effective. They're approved and proven to work. They're not approved. That's a lie. The name in which they approved a vaccine, you can't even get that yet. Everybody is still taking the experimental emergency authorized jab. And if you ask the VARS database, they're not safe or effective. In fact, if they're so effective, why do we need shot one, shot two, shot three, booster shots? And why are they saying you're going to have to have three shots a year? If they're effective, why? And if they're effective, why are the unvaccinated a threat to the vaccinated? All right, quick pause. We come back. There's a whole lot more to discuss with Sheriff Richard Mack, CSPOA.org, on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Mike Fortier. 20 years after 9-11, the Taliban and al-Qaeda still threaten the U.S. Condoleezza Rice was National Security Advisor under President George W. Bush when the attack happened. She tells NBC News about the difficulties we'll face with the Taliban back in charge of Afghanistan. We're going to have to work awfully hard uh, with no eyes and ears on the ground, no intelligence uh, assets on the ground. Rice says one improvement from 9-11 is that intelligence agencies are better at sharing information with each other. USA Radio recalling 9-11 with reaction from that day as events unfolded. WNYC TV on the scene as the South Tower collapses. Uh, covered with bandages and blood. It looks like a lot of them were either on the floor of one of the exchanges. There's actually, oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! That happening at 9.59 a.m. New York time, 56 minutes after flight 175 with 65 people on board from Boston to L.A. flew into the building. This is USA Radio News. Rockstar Radio is looking for a co-host. Yes, you heard me correctly. Nationally syndicated radio show and popular podcast. Rockstar Radio with Billy Gerard is looking for a co-host. In fact, two segment co-hosts. One will join Billy weekly talking about all things financial and another for a weekly review of the national real estate and mortgage market. Co-hosting with Billy Gerard could be the move that puts your career into overdrive. For all the details and to schedule an audition with Billy, send an email to bill at rockstar.today. That's bill at rockstar.today. Or go to rockstar.today slash co-host for all the details. Rockstar Radio is looking for two expert co-hosts. It could be you. Email bill at rockstar.today or go to rockstar.today slash co-host. Being on the radio with Billy will make you the expert in the field. It could take your career over the moon. Get all the audition details at rockstar.today slash co-host. Amazing Grace playing this morning at the Pentagon, a ceremony set for 10 this morning local time. That ceremony part of a somber day for President Biden. He's commemorating the 20th anniversary of 9-11 Saturday with visits to the Pentagon, Ground Zero in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Biden addressing the nation Friday night in a pre-recorded video, praising those who volunteered to punish those responsible. A 9-11 generation stepping up to serve and protect in the face of terror, to get those terrorists who are responsible, to show everyone seeking to do harm to America that we will hunt you down and we will make you pay. That will never stop. Today, tomorrow, ever, from protecting America. Yes, 9-11 brought out acts of heroism and unity. Women disappearing from public life in Afghanistan, the Taliban ordering all male employees to return to work tomorrow, but female employees must stay home until a proper work environment is provided. Also, a female TV anchor says only three other women are still appearing on air. This is USA Radio News. 
Back with you live, Sheriff Richard Mack with me, ladies and gentlemen. So Biden's saying our patience is wearing thin, but at the same time, Anthony Fauci's saying, mm. he said on Thursday night on CNN, he didn't have a firm answer as to why those who have been previously infected with the cocoa and who have natural immunity, why do they have to take the vaccine? Yeah, believe it or not, that Dr. Gupta or whatever the last name of that doctor is uh, on CNN literally asked the question. I'm super surprised the question was even asked. But Fauci got stumped. So there's a disconnect between Joe and old Anthony. The problem is it's getting worse, though, because uh, believe it or not, not only do you have to take the jab if you believe um, that Joe's right on this. I think Joe uh, Biden is persecuting the unvaccinated. I think Joe's become a criminal. He's out of line. He has no authority to make law whatsoever. Uh, He thinks he's a dictator. It needs to stop. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki refused to explain why American workers are required to be vaccinated against the COVID-19 virus. But migrants coming across your southern border, well, they're not required to. What do you say to that, Sheriff? All right, we'll try to get Sheriff Richard Mack back. Uh, But there you have that, ladies and gentlemen. Very strange indeed. Why are Americans forced to take the vaccines, but yet the illegals don't have to? Why is White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki refusing to explain about this? It doesn't make any sense, folks. It's crazy. I don't understand why American workers are required to be vaccinated, but uh, it's crazy. But the illegals don't. Maybe it's because they got ivermectin and they don't they don't need it because they can, you know, take ivermectin, which just like the vaccines will decrease the abuse or the hostile, how difficult it is to get through the cocoa. All right. So, Sheriff Mack, I'm saying, hey, Jen Psaki, the press secretary. Uh, literally refusing to answer the question, why do Americans have to be vaccinated, but yet the people coming across the border don't have to be? <laughs> yeah, the, those questions, uh, like you said about Fauci, you know, you, you give them the truth and uh, they can't handle it. And uh, so uh, you, you can't handle the truth. That's definitely going on here uh, big time. And uh, it, it, that was, should be a simple question for Fauci or for Pisaki. Really, quite that's simple, you know. If if all the <clears throat> if all the information were there, and everything was true that they're telling us, it's easy to tell the truth. Hey, hey you know, just spill it. Let's go. But everyone knows that uh, this these vaccines have not been properly tested, and uh, Biden was reading the lies again from uh, his staff whoever it is that really pulls the strings on all of this, uh, that they, they have been proven to be effective and safe and convenient, and the FDA approved them. Uh, the FDA uh, still really hasn't, but I trust the FDA about as much as I trust the White House. I mean, it, the FDA has done huge uh, things for pharmaceuticals, and, and the reason we have an opioid crisis in this country that we've almost forgot about uh, is because of the FDA and Congress. <clears throat> and it's just alarming to me 
that uh, the president thinks he's in charge of all of our health. I'm in charge of everybody's safety here. Keep everybody healthy. That's what I'm charge. No, no, he's not. He doesn't even know what his job is. And um, you know, you on want to keep alone, the state to, secure the on border. that alone, he ought to be impeached, right? Who? On that alone, he should be impeached. Not even knowing what his job is. Oh yeah. Literally yeah. thinking he has a job to mandate and make law. Yeah. The guy's crazy. Yeah. But here's the deal. So Joe Biden put this in place. Everybody is up in arms about this thing. Uh, Biden welcomed a legal challenge from several Republican governors to his sweeping unconstitutional federal vaccine requirements. And here's what he said. Have at it. Go ahead. Sue me. Do whatever you want to. Now. I know you went to the Supreme Court, Sheriff Richard Mack, and it was a long shot. And and uh, in those days, you were much younger. And, uh, you know, going to court, we thought, was a great idea. And no doubt it was a blessing that you got to win. It was a landmark Tenth Amendment decision that was just incredible. And it can be used today because case precedent has already now been set uh, by uh, the ruling decision led by or written by Anthony Scalia. But here's the point that I want to get at. You have learned through your experiences that, you know what, going to court is not really the best answer. And here's what I find interesting, whether it be the uh, vote fraud stuff where you had literally 20 states up in arms saying, hey, there's vote fraud or whatever. And the judges just said, we're not going to touch it. We're not even going to give you standing. It's already dismissed. We're not going to judge the merits of the case. Gone out. You're done. And then when lawyers have tried to go forward anyway, then judges have come back and said, look, we're going to disbar you. We're going to fine you. We're going to basically destroy their careers. So no standing, destroy their careers. Going to court, um, you know what? I appreciate a lot of these Republicans to have a lot of guts saying, hey, we're going to sue you. Enough of that. We're not doing it. We're going to do all we can to stop this. Um, Them are fighting words. I appreciate the bold language. But I don't think they have a chance in heck in court on this thing. Uh, And I think the judges will just shut them down. Even the Trump judges. Sheriff? Yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, Republican judges, uh, everybody alike, uh, uh, Amy uh, Barrett uh, has proven to be a wimp uh, and has proven uh, not to know and understand the Constitution or principles of liberty. Uh, She was rushed through so they could still do it while Trump was in power, and it was corruption on the side of the Republicans that did that. and and so and it, let's it be just, clear, it's 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 Donald Trump that started this whole vaccine a train a rolling, right? Right. Yes, it was, and he's still promoting it, uh, and astonishingly so. I mean, <laughs> uh, he ought to go talk to his ex-wife uh, Marla uh, about how she feels about this vaccination, uh, and uh, she's gone uh, conspicuously silent on a lot of this. Uh, and I'm, and I know she's really disappointed in what's going on, uh, as you and I are. Uh, but this, the, the, this is the point that you're asking me about my case. In the d- decision, in the order of the court, in the order of the United States Supreme Court, it says, no case by case weighing of the burdens or benefits is necessary. He's talking about a statistical analysis of a law does not equate to constitutionality. And that's what they keep trying to push in this country on this and many other issues. 
if it's beneficial, then it's obviously a good idea and it's worthy of our legislative authority. That's not how you judge the efficacy of any law or the constitutionality of any law. Does it pass constitutional muster? Is there any place in the Constitution that you are authorized to do this? And that's the thing that Congress has stopped doing now for about 75, 85, maybe even forever since they've been there. They don't think they have to follow the law or the rules. No case-by-case weighing of the burdens or benefits is necessary. Such commands are fundamentally incompatible with our constitutional system. Now, that, oh my gosh. And, and I left out a couple of words there. Uh, our constitutional uh, dual constitutionality uh, system. It, it, but it's still the constitutional system. So the point is, yeah. we're talking about dual sovereignty here. We're talking yes. about you don't need to weigh the pros and cons of what Biden did. The states have no obligation to comply or carry out uh, what what Joe whacked out crazy Joe dictated at all. And and so going to court on this, in my opinion, is a waste of money. You're likely to get split decisions. Um, you know, you could say, well, that'll guarantee it goes to the Supreme Court. Well, maybe, maybe not. You know, in the past would have. But nowadays, they'll just simply say, we're not going to touch it. Or if they do, it'll be years uh, in the making. Uh, too late, a dollar short, everybody will be forced to be vaccinated in the meantime, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The only, in my opinion, real remedy here is for states to say, you know what, Joe? You're off your rocker. Congress needs to basically impeach Joe right now and say, you have tried to steal lawmaking authority from us. You don't have authority to do that. You have crossed unforgivable lines. You're out on your ear. We're going to impeach you, and we might pr- criminally prosecute you. That's what the federal government needs to do, using the check and balance of the legislative body, reclaiming their power, saying, no, Joe, uh-uh, you don't have our authority. You're in the wrong branch of government, sir. That's on the federal level. On the state level, they just simply need to nullify now and say, you know what? Sheriff Richard Mack's case proves we are not subjects to you, Joe. We've got dual sovereignty. We're simply not going to carry out your thugocracy rules that don't have any basis in law whatsoever. When we get back, Sheriff Mack responds on your radio. How many times do I have to tell you? I swear it just goes in one ear and out the other. Don't you understand English? Your children are probably too polite to tell you. Hello? Those things on the side of your head aren't turnips? But they get just as frustrated when you won't listen to them as you do when they won't listen to you. Do I need to speak slower? In fact, few things show children how much they're valued and respected more than a parent's willingness to listen. Tell me what she did at work today. Studies show when parents listen, children develop better listening skills themselves. They also tend to have more self-confidence and are more likely to avoid alcohol and drugs. Now sit down here and tell me all about it. When you really listen, love is what they'll hear. Thank you for sharing that with me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. I reinstated a policy first put in place by President Ronald Reagan 
the Mexico City policy. I strongly supported the House of Representatives' pain-capable bill, which would end painful late-term abortions nationwide. And I call upon the Senate to pass this important law and send it to my desk for signing. We are protecting the sanctity of life and the family as the foundation of our society. And most importantly of all, it is the gift of life itself. That is why we march. That is why we pray. And that is why we declare that America's future will be filled with goodness, peace, joy, dignity, and life for every child of God. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. So ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden welcomed a legal challenge from several Republican governors to his sweeping an unconstitutional vaccine mandate and or testing requirements. He mocked Republicans. He says, go ahead, debate, fight me on this. Have at it. Have a good time. Because Joe knows he can play games with emergency powers. We've done that with emergency war powers. We've done with that with the emergency via the COVID for literally two years. And anything that they want to do, they're allowed to get away with and do. Uh, but the states don't need to go to these robed judges. Why do we think one, two, three, four, nine robed thugs should decide everything in this country? So I believe going to the Supreme Court or trying to go to court and suing, 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 suing over this is the wrong remedy. Because you're going to get split decisions. You're going to get a lot of confusion. You might not even get standing. You're going to be shut down. And then you're going to be like, oh, I guess we're done here. No, no, no. You need to understand the checks and balances on the federal and the local level. On the federal level or the national level, Congress needs to assert their authority and impeach the president and say, you're out of line, sir. Take it back or you're out of line and we're going to impeach you and we're going to sue you uh, for criminal activity. Okay, You don't have any authority. You're not a king. You're not a dictator. That's the federal level. On the state level, they simply should just say due to dual sovereignty and due to the Sheriff Mack greatest Tenth Amendment case rendered in history, you know what? We're not doing it. We have no obligation to carry out your uh, wrongful order, your unlawful order, Biden. Joe, we're not doing it. And the states could simply flex their muscles right now and nullify now. Sheriff? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what I learned from going to the Supreme Court is that I should have never asked permission from federal courts to support federal legislation or not. Uh, you're on their turf. These judges have to please the president uh, in order to get any promotions or uh, the reason they got appointed by a certain president is that they, they've basically promised the president they'll adhere to his agenda. Uh, we've seen that. It, it happened in my case. Uh, the five Republicans sided with me. The four Democrats sided with Clinton. And th that's just obvious that they're not adhering to any principle. They're not trying to find the Constitution of uh, uh, edicts or tenets or principles in the Constitution. They're going along with the political dogma and agendas. Now, let me, let me say that one more time from the order of the court. It was no case-by-case, case, Wayne. It's the last sentence of the order of the court. No case-by-case case weighing of the burdens of benefits is necessary. Such commands are fundamentally incompatible with our constitutional system of dual sovereignty. 
doesn't change that. Even even when you add of dual sovereignty, doesn't add anything. It's contra- it's contrary to our constitutional system. And then, right after that, in my little booklet of the case, I add the dissenting opinion. And this pretty much explains what Biden is doing. Because the four Democrats said this, if Congress believes that such a statute will benefit the people of the nation and serve the interest of cooperative federalism better than an enlarged federal bureaucracy, we should respect both its policy judgment and its appraisal of its constitutional power. So that, that's what the Democrats are, are leaning on. They're leaning well, on And that's what I'm idea. saying. If Congress really believes something needs to be done here, they're the lawmaking body. Let them face the public. Yeah. Well, but it's basically endorsing one thing and one thing only on that statement. And that is that you can do whatever you want. That's what that says. If Congress believes, that's all they have to do. If the president believes this is going to help, then that's all he needs. He doesn't need constitutional principles. He doesn't need to refer to uh, Article 2 of the Constitution and see what he is allowed to do. He doesn't need to do that. They've already told him and Congress, you can do whatever you want as long as you believe it will benefit the country. He starts with, I'm supposed to be protecting everybody. Yeah, you're supposed to be protecting our liberty so that we can run our own lives. The whole thing was government stays out of our life and stays out of the way, and we run our own lives, and you guarantee an equal playing field and an an equal opportunity. For all of us, for all Americans, and they they absolutely have no clue what that means. It's all about agenda and, and their political uh, agenda. And it, it's right out of some scriptures that I'm very familiar with. Why do they do this? To gain power and to keep power and to destroy the liberty of all nations. And that's exactly what's going on, Sam. This is the most evil, d- destructive movement in the history of the world. It is evil. It is destroying our Constitution, destroying America, destroying agency, and destroying our right to self-govern. And now we're all s- spinning in all of this corruption, and we don't really know where to go for a solution. Governors coming out and saying, we're going to sue. No, governors, you don't need to sue. You need to do. You need to stand and stop this and just say, that was really cute, Biden, but it will not be happening in our state. And that's what those governors should come out unitedly saying. You don't have any authority to tell us to do anything. We are not subject to federal direction. Another quote from the Matt Prince case. We are not subject to federal direction. You do not run the states. These colonies are and have right to be free and independent states. Quote right out of the Declaration of Independence. We are independent states. And we're going to be united, yes, with a small U in standing against your tyranny. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You don't need to sue. What you need to do is do, ladies and gentlemen. 
And that's really kind of the important thing to understand. And that's where I believe in America we've just kind of made mistake over mistake over mistake or whatever else, folks. Why are we depending on these judges to answer everything? You know, we don't give Congress, the lawmaking body, a discussion on this. We just give courts. That's the fewest people making the biggest decisions. That's the people that have no accountability for their decisions. You can't get to these judges if they make a decision. Um, what do you do? Who do you go to? What's it? So they're giving these people the last right of refusal on what the president has authority to do or not, uh, where there's no end in sight after they rule. They can either shut you down, take the case, render a decision. It's done then. And if you get a decision against you, then it's going to be 10 times harder to nullify now. So you're actually barking up the wrong tree. And when you do, you're creating your own demise and jettisoning your own ability to use power as your Supreme Court case already provides the presidents to do. They're making a big mistake going to the courts, I'm telling you right now. They are, because if they lose, just like I thought when when it hit me, one other person votes the other way on the Supreme Court, and I lose, and I make it worse for America. Instead, if the sheriffs had just said in Arizona, written a letter back to Congress and the president, um, we saw your Brady Bill stuff, and uh, we thought it was we thought it was a little bit comical how you thought you could uh, tell us what to do. Uh, we don't work for you. Uh, you can't fire us. You can't hire us. We work for the people of our counties. Uh, there's a there's a sovereign line in the sand there, and uh, w- w- we are opting out. Uh, if you want to come and arrest us, come on ahead. Uh, no, Sam. Uh, there is no way we should be asking permission of federal courts about federal mandates. Uh, the deck is stacked against us. We've already seen the Supreme Court won't even hear stuff about uh, the the election fraud. And uh, th- they should have settled that. And the Democrats should want them to settle it. Uh, make, make, a, make a ruling of let's look at the evidence. They don't even want to look at the evidence, Sam. Even judges appointed by Trump. Don't want to look at the evidence. And so, uh, no, we do not ask permission to keep our oath of office. We already swore the oath. Keep your word. That's where we need to go. So let me summarize the solution, ladies and gentlemen. Sheriff Mack provides solutions from his Supreme Court win. The greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered in history. Governors, you don't need to sue. You need to do. Nullify now. They've already got Supreme Court case precedent in their favor with the Mac win. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, these governors and these Republicans, all these different groups, attorney generals, everybody else, all up and down the line, they're going the wrong direction if they want to go to court. Biden's already mocking you going, if you get a court, I'm going to win. I have emergency powers, which they've given me for decades. Well, me meaning the president. President has had these for they're wrong, they're unconstitutional, but I'm telling you, the courts will go with it. All they've got to do is um, deny you for standing or shut you down in the courts, and now you're in real trouble. What the states need to do is depend on the dual sovereignty doctrine. They need to nullify now and just say, you know what, that's not happening in my state. I'm not obeying that order. If you want to sue me, Biden, go ahead and sue me, but I'm not going to tolerate this in my state. And we need governors to have guts and backbones. Here's the sad part. Nobody really even has the training and the knowledge, really, and the experience or the president to do what you're suggesting, Sheriff. But the founding fathers did. Well, they did. 
Yes, we need to get back to that, obviously. And this case does not bestow any courage on anyone. Uh, you're going to have to find that on your own, Governor. Uh, and a lot of these governors are courageous, just as you mentioned. They, they're spouting out some great rhetoric. But they are, they're wrong about saying, uh, go to their courts to ask permission to do what we know we should be doing. Stop sending money to Washington, D.C. from your state. There's just some uh, civil disobedience. You know what we need to do right now, Sheriff, in my humble opinion, is we need to get to all these governors. There's 19 or 20 of them that say that they're going to go ahead and do something about this seriously. Some of the most bold, Christy Nome, um, you know, Ron DeSantis, um, et cetera. We need to get with each one of these governors and say we have a solution to help you. And we can show them your court case, give them the information they need. And we just simply need to talk them out of going to the courts. And we need to talk them into nullifying now and standing on their own and saying we don't need permission. We have court case precedent here. We have dual sovereignty and we're not carrying it out. Richard Mack beat Bill Clinton over this very topic of what can the federal government dictator like the president um, mandate people on the state and local levels to do. And the answer is nothing. There is no authority to do it. And the court case proves it. We've got to write an article about this solution because it's the real answer and then we need to try to sit down with and meet with each governor that says they have the guts to do this they say that they're they're going to do everything to fight this thing tooth and nail all the way baby well are they all the way in the courts tell the the judges mock them and shut them down or are they all the way and really going to pick solutions that'll work that's the real question for the governors across this country and the attorney generals across this country well, it is, Sam, and I'm glad you brought that up. And this has been a, a very powerful show, uh, and I appreciate you bringing up these points. Uh, and if the governments and governors have paid attention to my case before, they'd already know this. Well, we need to work on really hard on helping them. Meanwhile, you're at a training right now, right? Yes, we're in uh, Cedar City, Utah, for uh, constitutional training and inducting uh, our new uh, state director for the CSPOA here. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Hard work going on. Great things happening. We need your financial support and your involvement. Join the CSPOA today. That's the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. I'm a lifetime member. Highly recommend you become one as well. Sheriff Mack will chat soon. Travel safe, sir. Thanks, Sam. See you soon. All right. We declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. But you got to get involved, ladies and gentlemen. God save the republic. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for September 11th. 9-11, 9-11, in the year of our Lord, 2021, this is indeed our two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we got to run a hoe, that for sure. Last hour, we were talking to Sheriff Richard Mack 
When we talked about 9-11 truth, we don't trust government, do you? We also talked about is Joe persecuting the unvaccinated? Has Biden finally overplayed his hand with vaccine mandates? The CDC has already acknowledged that the vaccines do not prevent the spread of the Delta variant. So you got the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, both spreading the virus big time. Biden says unvaccinated have to get shots to protect those already vaccinated. My response is why? If the unvaccinated want to run around and get all sick and die, let them. The vaccinated with their safe and effective vaccines should have no worries or concerns, right? But the reality, ladies and gentlemen, is did the president just claim that COVID-19 vaccines simply don't work? He didn't say we're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated workers. Why? What do you mean? They're already protected, aren't they? Isn't that what taking the vaccine is for? To be protected from the coronavirus? Uh, Isn't it safe? Isn't it effective? Biden says our patience is wearing thin, literally attacking the unvaccinated. I believe that Joe Biden is literally persecuting the unvaccinated now. He literally sides with all those vaccinated people going, hey, uh, I understand your anger about the unvaccinated. They're making us all sick. We could have got the coronavirus under control, but no, the, the unvaccinated, they're the enemy on this thing. Anthony Fauci, believe it or not, even said Thursday night on CNN that he didn't have a firm answer of why those who have got the COVID already and now they're well and they've got natural immunity, why do they need to take the vaccines? Even Dr. Fauci didn't have a solid answer on that one. Ladies and gentlemen, and the press secretary, Jen Psaki, for the White House, um, not answering the question, why do the American people have to take vaccinations, but immigrants coming across our border, they don't have to take vaccinations. Why? Biden then mocked Republican governors welcoming a legal challenge saying, go ahead, have at it. Sue me, don't care. Because you know what? Biden knows the courts are likely to side with him. I'm not for the president using his... uh, What do you want to call it? I'm trying to think of the right word. Using his power wrongfully, unconstitutionally, because they've let him do that when it comes to war forever. And all all he's got to say is this is a war on the coronavirus. And therefore, war powers will come to play. Or who knows? But Sheriff Mack literally went to the Supreme Court and learned very quickly. Uh, we're glad he got the greatest Tenth Amendment decision win ever. But he also realizes that isn't the place we should go. Sheriff Mack provides solutions last hour on the radio. From his Supreme Court win, the greatest Tenth Amendment Supreme Court decision ever rendered in history. It's Tenth Amendment. It's dual sovereignty. It's the states don't have to pay attention to the federal government. They don't. Governors, you don't need to sue. You just need to do. Nullify now is the answer for these governors. And so I want to try to get with the governors across the country and see what we can do to help educate them. But they're barking up the wrong tree when they want to just sue, sue. Everybody wants to sue, sue. You're not going to get it done. The president's got basically diplomatic immunity. I mean, you think you're going to sue the president? Cut accountability here? You think the president's going to go, oh, golly, I'm so sorry. Um, I shouldn't have done it. I, it no. He's doubling down in your face going, the judges are going to side with me. Uh, Believe it or not, though, whether, you know, Barack or not Barack, wow, whether Joe Biden uh, really goes through with this or not, time will tell. I think he will. But almost three out of four Americans would, quote, quit their jobs if they were required to take a COVID-19 vaccination to keep their job. That's a 
according to a poll that was released by ABC News and the Washington Post. Only 18% would take the jab to keep their job. So here's the question. Joe threw down the gauntlet. The poll shows 75% will not. That's 75% of the unvaccinated, understand. It's not 75% of the American people. They will basically not take the vax. They'll quit their job. And Joe threw down the gauntlet and said, we'll see. Not only am I taking on you people who claim you won't take the jab to keep your job, you'll leave. Prove it. Joe also then mocked and threw down the gauntlet to governors across the country saying, you governors, you upstarts are bugging me. Let's prove who's boss. Let's prove who's dictator here. Let's prove who's the man, if you will. All right? It's becoming a dog-eat-dog world or dog-on-dog fight between governors and the president right now. Executives, right? But if you understand Sheriff Richard Mack's Supreme Court case win, it documents clearly there are dual sovereignties here. Yeah, the federal government has some sovereignty in its very limited scope defined by the Constitution. And in that definition, constitutionally speaking, laying out of authority, delegating authority to certain groups, the president does not have lawmaking authority. But over time, Congress has relegated their authority, not delegated because they don't have authority to delegate anything. They relegated their authority to the president. And these war powers or these emergency powers or whatever term you want to use have been used so often, so long on the American people for decades to where it will stand. Now, I'm not defending the president's move. I think it's unconstitutional and wrong. I think he should be impeached by it, over it. I think Congress should demand their power back and say, no, president, you don't get, you don't get to use our, our authority to make law. Uh, you know what? The people, through the Constitution, delegated that authority to us. Thank you very much. So Congress needs to stand up boldly, creating a separation of power on the federal level. No question about it. They won't, though. I haven't heard Congress really speaking out much about it. Oh, a couple of congressmen and senators are going, golly, that's unconstitutional. We don't like that. Whoa, that's bad, Joe. You, you're, you're over the top, Joe. Stop. But they don't, they're not really doing anything. They're not assembling uh, as, a, as a body to really take action, to claim their power, to deny Joe from stealing their delegated authority. They're not doing anything like that. I don't see any of that from Congress. They're just babbling a few of them. But really, we need Congress on the federal level to create separation of powers here. We also need the states, though, to assert their dual sovereignty and say, you know what? We're not going to allow this to happen in our state. And if enough governors stuck together and didn't rely on judges, but simply said, you know what? We're going to do. We're going to nullify now. You're not doing that in my state. We could win this thing in a heartbeat. But on the current trajectory we're on, the American people are going to have to stomach it. Will three out of four non-vaccinated Americans, so at least 100-plus million of us, will they jettison their jobs so they don't have to take the vaccination? Or is that a lot of rhetoric, too, and they're just babbling, and they want to talk big, but when it comes down to it, they're not really ready for the real fight? That's the question that you got to ask yourself. That's the discussion that you got to engage in. Are you really willing to give up your jobs so you don't have to take the vaccinations? Or are you talking big, but yet you're just going to roll over when it comes time and be like, I guess i got to take it. I believe most Americans are full of baloney. I believe most Americans don't have the guts at all to fight this thing. Almost three out of four Americans would quit their job if they are required to take a COVID-19 vaccine. Now, this also, in my opinion, gives a real opportunity to the small business owners 
to grow. Don't grow past 50 employees or you'll have all kinds of health care problems with federal government involved in health care. Don't cross 100 employees or else you'll have vaccination discussion problems. Keep your businesses small. If you have to, start a second company and employ people separately. If you have to, outsource so that other small businesses can provide uh, services that are not core services to your business. For example, IT is a great example. You know, if, if your business is anything but IT, um, you know, outsource your IT support to another company. That way they have 10 employees and you have 30 employees and you're still not even close to the limits, right? There's ways to get around these limits in these big companies. You know, the founding fathers were very, very concerned about massive corporations as well. And most of the founding fathers were entrepreneurs of sorts. And they understood the dangers of big business. And so Joe Biden literally pointing to big business on this going, yeah, all the big businesses are in bed with it. Yeah, well, when you point to airlines, um, Joe, you're pointing to groups that are heavily regulated now, and they don't dare cross you on this thing. They don't have the guts. All right, but the bottom line is we need small business, and this is a chance for small business to grow. If if really 75% of the unvaccinated quit, you're talking about approximately 50 to 75 million people looking for jobs in small business where they won't be forced to vaccinate. That's a gold mine of an opportunity for small businesses to grow. Businesses that aren't into tyranny, that won't force vaccinations on you, that don't want to try to deny you your agency, your choices on this thing. It's a real opportunity for those who won't take the vaccines to find businesses that won't mandate the vaccines. So there you have it. But I don't believe three out of four Americans have the guts. I think a lot of them are talking. A lot of them are saying this. If they're pulled, they're like, nope, not doing it. But. At the end, they'll buckle. Uh, and you know what? I'm willing to stand up and be strong on this vaccine thing. But at some point, you know, if they hold you down and force the needle in your arm, then what? Yeah, that's that's kind of the concern. How far are they going to go with this? Or maybe they don't come physically and stick the needle in your arm, but they punish you economically. What if they ten times my taxes... If I don't get the jab, then what do I do? I don't know that I can handle the tax burden. Do I just go to jail? Well, if I go to jail, then what if they give me the jab in jail? We've got a battle on our hands, ladies and gentlemen, unless our leaders stand up, unless we the people start to back them. But I promise you, if 75% of 80 to 100 million Americans quit their jobs, that'll send a serious message, now won't it? Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Scott Bradley here. 
Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious business we're talking about right now, I'm telling you. Wow. Now, Ben Shapiro announced on Friday that he and his company have prepared for a legal battle to defy Joe Biden and his vaccine mandate. Now, here's what's fascinating about this. Ben Shapiro is vaccinated and got vaccinated from the very beginning. So I find that fascinating that he, even though he's been vaccinated, is willing to try to fight this fight. But again, a legal battle. I'm concerned that the legal battle really is a is a problem. Now, maybe private sector businesses could do better at legal battles with the feds than the government. That might be an avenue that private businesses should pursue. But governments and individuals working for government and governors, etc., ought not. I believe it's ill-advised to try to go to court. And I don't know how much of a backbone Ben Shapiro will have on this if he's already vaccinated. It means he already kind of believes in the vaccines. He just doesn't believe in the mandate, right? Isn't that kind of where we are? I think so. And so that's very, very concerning in my humble opinion as well, right? Uh, it's something to really kind of consider or think about. But I commend Ben for standing up. And the question becomes, if we have thousands of businesses suing over this, where do we go? Will they try to merge them all into a, quote, class action lawsuit of some kind? You know, each business should not agree to do that. They should take on the government separately. This is where we have the ability to overwhelm the system of 75% of the American people jettison their jobs. If businesses by the thousands sue Joe Biden, you might get somewhere. But listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. YouTube has removed over 1 million videos on its platform containing alleged misinformation relating to COVID-19. The Google-owned company announced the figure in a blog post a couple of Wednesdays ago titled or entitled Perspective Tackling Misinformation on YouTube written by Neil Mohan, I think is how you say his name. YouTube's chief product officer. Since last February, we've removed over a million videos. Wow. Related to dangerous coronavirus information, like false cures or claims of a hoax. 
Now, so if you bring up ivermectin, is that one of those examples of a false cure? The company focuses on removing content that can directly lead to egregious real-world harm. Wow. That's according to this, uh, quote, leader Mohan or whatever over at Google or YouTube. YouTube also said that it was addressing misinformation by optimizing search results to prioritize quality information from trusted sources for information related to COVID-19. Now, I find this to be a serious problem when we talk about trusted sources. Are we talking about the folks that got caught lying? Are we talking about the mainstream press that told you, hey, that lab theory's bogus, don't believe that. Uh, it came from an animal, you know, whatever you want to call it, a um, meat farm or a meat market or whatever. And don't believe that it came from a lot. That's a lot. And then a year and a half later, we find out the truth on that. Huh? They say the company, that's Google or YouTube, relied on expert consensus from health organizations such as the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, not to mention the World Health Organization. Now, again, I question their credibility. Are we talking about the people that said you don't need to wear masks? Then you do. Then you don't. Well, then you don't if you're you're vaccinated. Well, I guess you do even though you're vaccinated. Uh, These people, these people that can't tell you how many antibodies you have to have or what the percent or number or however you want to gauge it, the antibodies in your body, we don't even know how many you need to be uh, to be uh, uh, safe. Are these the people that, um, you know, are the ones that said, hey, um, the vaccines are super safe and effective, the bleed through or breakthrough uh, examples of the very, very, very rare. And now we see it everywhere. Every one of you knows somebody that's been vaccinated and that's also got the cocoa, right? And if that's true, how is it super Super rare. Senator Rand Paul questions top infectious disease expert Anthony Fauci during a Senate. What do they call this thing? A Senate Health Education Labor and Pensions Committee hearing on July 20th, 2021 on Capitol Hill in D.C., right? In the midst of a global pandemic, everyone should be armed with absolutely the best information available. I agree with that. Senator Rand Paul doing a great job. We got to keep ourselves and our families safe. Now, YouTube received criticism for its, quote, enforcement of this COVID-19 misinformation policies after it suspended Senator Rand Paul's account and removed several of his videos over claims that cloth masks were not effective. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Rand Paul's right. The tech company also removed other videos. I guess uh, Representative Nicole Malaya Topicus's video of a press conference announcing her lawsuit against New York City over vaccine mandates. Wow. This is getting serious, right? Uh, 
They say pressure from the Biden administration on tech companies to more aggressively police content for alleged COVID-19 misinformation. So these companies are under tremendous pressure. Okay? This is serious, folks. The White House announced that it was, quote, flagging posts for Facebook to remove last month and said that spreaders of misinformation should be removed from all, should be banned from all social media platforms. What do you think of that? I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, that your government is getting flat out of control. Joe Biden has lost his mind. Uh, And I believe we can fight this. I believe we must fight this. I believe we've got a row to hoe to fight this. But it's going to take the American people backing uh, anybody who's willing to stand up. And whether these governors have the guts, whether these individuals who are going to jettison their jobs have the guts, you know, only time will tell. But Joe Biden literally quadrupling down, throwing down the gauntlet to everybody going, hey, challenge me on this, man. I'm going to win. And I really pray these people don't go to the courts because in that court you'll probably lose. And if you get a win, it will be a shocker. But you're also, even if, if you get that win in the courts, you're setting the precedent, and Richard Mack learned this, you're setting the precedent that the courts, that the robed judges make all these decisions. Constitutionality isn't based on the rule of law, isn't based on former court case decisions, isn't based on what your understanding is, or it's based on whatever they come up with next. For example, murdering babies is constitutional. Are you cool with that? That's what the Supreme Court says anyway. I think that's an absolute satanic lie. I think that directly flies in the face of God's laws, which the Constitution is designed to support and uphold, right? Uh, But there you have it. So I appreciate Ben Shapiro standing up. I hope thousands of businesses sue. I'm not in a position to sue because I don't have 100 employees. They'll just simply say you don't have any standing. Sam, it doesn't even apply to you. What are you talking about? All right. But YouTube's removed over a million videos on its platform already. When they say containing alleged information, wow. They're going to the experts, right? Wow. All right, there you have it. Now, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services established an office to make climate change a health issue. Did you hear what I just said? And do you understand the repercussions of what I've just highlighted? I want you really to hear this headline, and I want to talk about the ramifications. I want to talk about the repercussions. This is very serious. You better pay attention. You better pay attention indeed. Here's the headline again. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services established a new office to make climate change a health issue. Repercussions. Your calls at 866-986-NEWS. Coming up. Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. 
USA Radio News with Mike Fortier. A somber anniversary. Today marks 20 years since the 9-11 attacks, a ceremony taking place this morning at Ground Zero. Mike Lowe's daughter, a flight attendant on one of the planes that hit the World Trade Center. My memory goes back to that terrible day when it felt like an evil specter had descended on our world. But it was also a time when many people acted above and beyond the ordinary. Ceremony is also taking place today at the Pentagon in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. USA Radio recalling 9-11 with reaction from that day as events unfolded. Fox 5 New York's Dick Oliver was in a commercial break when the first plane hit the North Tower of the World Trade Center. What the hell was that? It sounded like a plane crash. Yeah, close to you. Come to us, come to us. That happening at 8.46 a.m. New York time. The second plane hitting the South Tower 17 minutes later. This is USA Radio News. If cancel culture and censorship continue at their current pace, there will soon be nothing left of the truth. The Epic Times was founded to keep truth alive. We ask the questions we think you'd ask. We check facts without regards to any political agenda. No one tells us what to cover or how to cover it. We're not influenced by big corporations or political parties. Our great passion is to expose the spread of socialism and communism. We cover the Chinese Communist Party and how it works to subvert American education and politics. We cover big issues like election integrity, the exploding national debt, the fight against coronavirus, and the truth about its origins. We cover Democrats and Republicans in exactly the same way. We have a special trial subscription offer right now. One month of our printed paper and total access to our amazing online content for just $1. You'll find it at TrustedNewspaper.com. One month, $1. TrustedNewspaper.com. Help the Epic Times keep truth alive. More brutal video coming out of Afghanistan. (laughs) Posts on social media today show men getting whipped on their feet for reportedly playing cards. Meanwhile, the Taliban ordering all male employees to return to work tomorrow, but women must stay home until a proper work environment is provided. No details on what that means. Twenty years after the attack that led to the war on terror, a former member of the George W. Bush administration says some safety improvements have been made. Former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice says intelligence agencies are better at sharing information with each other, but she also tells NBC News we're still in danger. I do worry with the Taliban back in power and with their well-known uh, integration or, or collaboration with al-Qaeda, that al-Qaeda could rebuild that uh, highly disciplined organization that has territory on which it can train and from which it can plot and plan. Rice serving as national security advisor at the time of the attacks. This is USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. For some reason, the 866 number's not working. I just tested it. I'm going to have to work on that. In the meantime, 208-216-6100. Call that number. Cameron will be watching for your calls. I'd love to hear from you. 208-216-6100. But YouTube's removed over a million videos, so our side of the story just cannot be told unless you listen to your radio. Or unless you go to some of these alternative news sites, needtoknow.news is one of them. The Epic Times is another. WND.com is another. Breitbart is another. I mean, there, you know, TheNewAmerican.com is another. And there's some people doing some real, real good. But the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services now has established a new office to make climate change 
a health issue. Folks, do you understand? Do you understand the repercussions of that? Because if Joe can mandate that they inject experimental bioweapon serum into your arm by the force of law or rule, then what else can they do in the name of climate change if it's a health issue? Can they say, ah, you're, you're not going to eat meat anymore? No meat for you. Uh, can they start to say, you know, uh, the nation's quite obese. Bunch of fat people running around everywhere for crying out loud. We're going to put y'all on a diet. And then you start to go, man, I read that book 1984 again recently, and holy moly, they had mandated exercise regiments before your tele, whatever it was, a TV, two-way TV thing. They're going to monitor, make sure you're exercising and doing your job. Where do we go with this climate change becoming a health issue? This is disaster, ladies and gentlemen. This is over the top beyond 1984-ish. I mean, it is literally scary what's happening right now. What are the American people going to do? Are they really going to quit their jobs? Are they really going to fight this thing all the way? I fear if we don't, what's going to happen? I mean, do we got an apocalypse going on almost? It feels like it, doesn't it? I don't believe it's true. Right? Now listen to this. Stanford bans indoor parties for its 95% vaccinated student body. Think about that. Despite having 95% of its students vaccinated, Stanford University announced new prohibitions to, quote, help limit the potential for virus transmission, including limiting indoor events entirely. I guess you'll have a few meetings. You'll have residence hall meetings allowed. You'll still be able to gather uh, in your own room or your suite or apartment with no more than four times the occupancy in attendance. So if it allows for two people to live in a room or a dorm or an apartment, then you could have, I guess, up to eight people there. Think about this, folks. Think about that. Wow. So here's the deal that I would ask. They say if we get vaccinated, uh, then we can get rid of this uh, COVID. It'll be okay. We'll, we'll be able to turn the corner. Right? But if you've got 95% vaccinated in your student body in Stanford, um, are you going to get more than that? Are they really pushing for 100% compliance of vaccinations? Now, they also say that a college textbook, listen to this. I mentioned to you that the persecution of the unvaccinated is beginning. It started with Biden. College textbook blames COVID deaths on Americans who oppose lockdowns. Think about that for a minute. If you oppose lockdowns, a college textbook saying you're the blame for this COVID and all the deaths. All the deaths are your fault. Yeah, North 
Carolina Community College had a textbook to students. Yeah. Think about that. Whoa. Where do you go? Now listen to this. L.A. School District implements vaccine mandate for eligible students. You cool with this? Wow. It's hard to know how to really even focus on this. We have become so... What's the word? We've become so tyrannical and so lockstep on this thing. You almost got to wonder, can Americans fight this? Well, I don't know. And what I mean by I don't know is, yes, I know Americans can fight this, and I know they can win. But the bigger question, ladies and gentlemen, on my mind at this juncture is, will we? All right, if the school district implements vaccine mandate for eligible students, are you going to keep your kids in there or are you just going to yank them out? Right? Think about that. Now, DeSantis, uh, that's Ron DeSantis of Florida, scores legal win in fight to ban school mask mandates. So Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Friday scored a legal win. He said, we're not going to we're not going to uh, have mask mandates. I'm banning them. You cannot mandate masks for children in schools across the state. Well, some school districts went against DeSantis and said, yes, we can. But they went to court and the court agreed with DeSantis. The court agreed with parents should be able to decide for their kids what they think is best out of the DeSantis administration filed a, quote, emergency motion asking the appeals court to reinstate the stay on his order to ban the mandates. The court agreed with DeSantis. The first district court of appeals just granted the state of Florida's request to state the stay, meaning the rule requiring all Florida schools need to protect parents' rights to make choice for their children. Wow. I really commend Ron DeSantis on this. And I'm glad that Ron won on this. I really am. But I will say this. The courts, I don't believe, are the place to go. We need to start using the nullify now doctrine of the founding fathers. We really, really do. Okay? Um, Who's going to stand up to Joe Biden's Abuse. Right? Pundits and politicians alike are applauding the Daily Wire's leadership for standing up to President Joe Biden's newly announced vaccinations. And I commend Ben Shapiro and others. But there you have it. Christy Dome, the Joe Biden will see you in court. There you have it. Now, Biden says the governors that push back against him on the vaccination mandate, well, the governors are being too cavalier with people's health. 
Think about that. Are you being cavalier with people's health? I think that Joe's being cavalier with people's health, mandating a vaccine that's experimental. That's where we are. Wow. Now, um, I want to cover this ivermectin discussion a little bit more because this is a critical discussion. This is serious business, folks, right now. The mainstream press has just been absolutely rabid, hardcore against vaccinations. And I don't know why, but they are. I mean, they're absolutely rabid. And I don't know if they've been given talking points by the government or why they're all in so hostile lockstep for this thing. But we've seen media, mainstream media, um, literally eat crow on their hatred for and their downing of ivermectin. Rolling Stone, for example, got with a doctor that claimed, hey, you know what, these hospitals are melting down because, whoa, all these unvaxxed people that have taken horsey poop, they're rolling into the hospital and, man, we don't even have enough beds for anybody else because we're dealing with all these um, people ODing on this ivermectin and it's crazy in the Hospital came and said, what are you talking about? That isn't true. And Rolling Stone got nailed for dishonesty on that big time. They even documented the doctor making the claims with Rolling Stone. Hasn't even worked at their facility in a couple of months. And they say, we're not overwhelmed with COVID overdosing. We're not. It isn't true. Well, now we got another falsehood told where the mainstream press got caught on ivermectin. Coming up in seconds on your radio. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, 
But I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So we're talking about ivermectin and the media just can't stand that ivermectin makes such a difference. The government and the media, the CDC and the media just absolutely rabbit against ivermectin. Never mind the fact that it works. I'm living proof to make the point. Nevertheless, news outlet retracts story claiming ivermectin causes male infertility. Well, it's the third time the media has failed to accurately cover the drug. Okay, uh, they had this whacked out little teeny foreign country study that said, oh man, this thing causes infertility. Anyway, bottom line, it's all bogus. They had to retract. But this is what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. They are just hostile. Absolutely hostile and hate-filled relating to anything that could help you, bless you care for you make a difference for you it is amazing that we're seeing this i mean i don't really even know how to respond it's so bad and so egregious now but the mainstream press literally losing credibility every second when will the american people wake up and jettison the mainstream press right now here's the deal there's a new article out too that says this Babies breastfeeding from COVID-vaxxed mothers are becoming ill and dying. Health impact news with this piece. Think about that for a minute, folks. And this is where Biden's just like, oh, they're safe. They're effective. What more do you need? They're proven successful and safe. They're approved. They're How dare you and Joe literally waging a war on anybody who's not interested in the vaccinations, acting like you've caused all this death and destruction. And I say the non-vax are being persecuted by Joe. But now we find out literally that babies breastfeeding from COVID. Think about it. Where do you go? Where do you go with this kind of thing? And they act like the science is so proven, so solid, so there, but they, they don't have science on this. The science is, ladies and gentlemen, they don't even know how, what level of antibodies need to be in your body for protection against the COVID virus. They have no idea. All right. Now, Health Impact News has this piece about these mothers dying. Wow. Mothers whose baby boy was hospitalized two weeks after she got the first Pfizer shot. They say he was treated with IV antibiotics for two weeks, was sent home shortly thereafter, died from blood clots in his arteries. Yeah. Yeah. People are researching the VARS database and finding other breast infants who have died after his mother took the second dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. 94 other cases of breastfeeding babies have sustained injuries after their mothers took COVID injections. 
Yeah, we got app, app. What is this called? I'm sorry. I'm just not a medical guy. An aphylaxis shock, blood clots, high fever, vomiting, diarrhea, hives. Many nursing mothers had their breast milk flat out dry up after taking the COVID shot. As more and more data is entered into the government-ran vaccine adverse reporting system VARS database, we are now seeing cases where babies at our breasts are now receiving adverse reactions to the COVID shots that their mothers are taking. The shots, of course, have not been authorized for infants, although they say such authorization is expected any day now. Now, LifeSite News is reporting another example where the baby died of blood clots, something rarely seen in infants. But a common side effect we're seeing with people who take the COVID shots are blood clots, which the CDC says are rare, but that contradicts the data in VARS that shows over 10,000 cases of thrombosis, including 488 deaths. And remember, this is only the people that know enough to go to VARS and report their information. It's a self-reporting system. Doctors aren't required or forced or mandated or obligated to report. Yeah, I guess the mother in New Mexico filed this one. She said, I'm in breastfeeding my baby when I received the first visor shot on June 4th. He became very sick with a high fever about two weeks after I got the first vaccine. He was treated for two weeks. They never found any bacteria, even though he was septic. At the end of his hospital stay, he tested positive for um, rhinovirus. Is that what it is? After the 14-day course of antibiotics, he was home for one week. Exhibiting strange symptoms like swollen eyelids, strange rashes, vomiting. So I took him back to the hospital where he presented with what they call an atypical uh, Kawasaki disease. Sounds like a motorcycle disease. I don't know. He passed away shortly thereafter from clots in his inflamed arteries. I am curious if the spike protein could have gone through the breast milk. And caused an inflammatory response in my child. A sciatic storm, if you will. There you have it. Can the spike protein go through the breast milk? Yeah. 94 cases in the SARS database right now. I don't even know how to respond to this. In this article, they're even quoting the VARS case numbers. So in the VARS database, every case filed is a case number so that you can look them up and read the details relating to them. Folks, this is so sad. And I know Barack, I'm sorry, I know Biden and others would want you to believe that it's so sad that people won't take the vaccines. People are dying, wishing that they had taken the vaccines, etc., right? But all I'm telling you is I think it's so sad that we can't get the information out on the other side of the debate. And if they're so right, if Joe's so right on vaccines and I'm so wrong on vaccines, 
then why does Joe need to shut down my commentary, shut down my news reporting, block my stories and my headlines and my reporting? Is he afraid that both sides of the argument, people might start to agree with me instead of Joe? I don't need to shut down Joe's side, nor would I try to. He has every right to think and say what he wants. I should have every right to think and say what I want. And you, my fellow Americans, should be able to figure out what you think is best. All right, I got an email from uh, Ammon Bundy's organization. Um, what's this thing called again? Oh, people's rights. That's right. Uh, good for them. Anyway, they say, Sam, a worldwide protest is being organized around the world. We're talking about 54 countries and counting. 54 countries and counting are participating. We suggest that two protests are organized in Utah. One in Salt Lake City and the other one in St. George, Utah, where you live, Sam. We need people to jump on board and repeat the call out to their troops. Please reach out to influencers and ask them to send out the message and organize. Anyway, there's a Facebook page with lots of information. You say this. What's it about? All over the world. We the people will unite on the streets. More than 45 countries, more than 150 locations, and growing. We will be seen. We will be heard. And we will be felt all around the world. We'll all be there. Together, we are one. Together, we are strong. Together, we are free. I guess the website for the thing is WorldWideDemonstration.com. Now, um, what are they protesting? They're saying... Vaccine passports are already here. Did you know that? Are you comfortable with that? Wow. Vaccine passports are already here. Worldwide protest in uh, the making. You know, sadly in America, we don't really protest much. Right? It's sad, but it's it, for the most part true. Anyway, I uh, commend people's rights for the job they're doing. I support them. I am involved in the organization. Um, I'm super busy, so I can't uh, do as much as I would like to. Now, this is interesting. There's a website for this. Um, and I want to get this website in my show notes. Because really important. But vaccine passports are already here, they claim. Worldwide protest is organized for September 18th, 2021. And I'll put the notes here. 54 countries and counting are participating. This is huge. And I pray for their success. Oftentimes with my health issues and my day job and everything else, it's really hard for me to go to a lot of these things. I support them, folks. Don't misinterpret my lack of attendance uh, in many cases for my unwillingness to support or be part of it. It's just that I'm so busy doing what I do, right? Um, I do so much for liberty. I'll give you an example. I have webs. Or I'm sorry, I have... Um, Radio shows to run, literally six days a week. 
and I'm involved in all that stuff, and I can only be so many places, right? There you have it. WorldwideDemonstration.com. Now, here's the fear that I'm going to give you or the concern that I have about this uh, worldwide demonstration. I support the cause. My fear is agent provocateurs are very likely to try to disrupt this, to try to wreak havoc with good things that are happening. We need to be very, very careful because, look, the Capitol building, I believe most people went there with a very peaceful intent, but boy, howdy, did it sure backfire, huh? Whoa, yeah, it sure did. So we need to be very careful that it doesn't backfire. We need to be very peaceful, very kind, very appropriate, very wise about this. But vaccine passports are already here. Worldwide protest is September the 18th. WorldwideDemonstration.com. <clears throat> Thanks to People's Rights and Ammon Bundy's group for making sure that I'm aware of it. And I hope to be an influencer that spreads the word. Two hours of hard-hitting talk radio in the can. Thank you so much for listening. Without you, we wouldn't be here. Please donate liberally. Every penny will help us tell the tale of liberty. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Live and on-demand radio free at your fingertips. I declare this nation shall endure we the people must turn to god almighty god save the republic of the united states of america